Hello and welcome to the latest This Is The Music Meets podcast. Today I'm joined by Welsh band Columbia, who are one of the most exciting bands to come out of Wales, probably since the Stereophonics. They've just released their new single, Glory People, to widespread critical and fan acclaim. Guys, thanks very much for coming on today. How are the three of you all doing? Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm glad. Lovely. So um, to kick things off, uh, can you just tell the listeners where in the world you're recording this with us today? Brain's living room. Yeah, so uh, in, uh, in Cardiff B. It's, it's, it's uh, um, well, top flat, loads of Christmas lights. Can't miss it by the sounds of it. So just before we uh, do uh, carry on with a bit more of the interview, can you just run through who you all are and what you each do in the band? Yeah, so I'm Craig, I'm the singer and rhythm guitarist. I'm Chris, I play the drums. I'm Aaron, I play the bass and do backing vocals. Lovely. So um, obviously, as you guys know, um, here at This Is The Music, we sort of champion new music. So are you guys listening to any new music yourselves or are you just into the, you know, sort of the old uh, sort of like classic sort of rock and roll stuff? Uh, yeah, mainly uh, classic stuff, you know, all the way back to Britpop. Um, you know, Aaron likes his punk stuff and we got a bit of grunge and a bit of everything. Um, I did hear a good band the other day from Manchester called Flex Palace. I thought they were really good. Um, yeah, a bit of a different vibe going on, but I really enjoyed some of this stuff. Yeah. The band I'm listening as well from Hastings called Kid Capucci, who are starting to do really well for themselves. They're a pretty good band, similar to our style. Yeah, definitely. And Craig, how about you? Yeah, I think just the usual stuff. Um, you know, there's, there's a band that um, that disbanded a few years ago called Exacam. I'm still, you know, I'm still into them in a big way. They they only released two albums, but they are probably the last the last band that probably had a, a big influence on me. Yeah, sure. So, um, so before we talk about um, Glory People, so your brand new single, which, which came out last week, um, can you just tell us where did the inspiration for the uh, the band's name come from? Yeah, so as you can probably guess, it's from uh, Oasis and from the Oasis on Columbia. Like, they're not a bad band, are they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not too bad. <laughs> so, um. Obviously, as we've just said, um, Glory People has, has just been released. Um, it's a belter of a song um, featuring thunderous uh, drumming, great bass line, and obviously Craig's brilliant vocal, powerful vocal. So I'm guessing you must be all, all three of you, well, and, and Ben as well, obviously, uh, you must be pretty happy uh, with the reaction that you've received um, to it so far. Yeah, um, definitely. Like all, all the reviews you've had, um, have been really positive. You know, we've got like on, on your, you've got on your uh, radios play um, on Away Days Radio. Um, we've been on a couple of radio stations, you know, throughout the UK and in Australia as well, with our um, promotion and management company a bit. So, you know, overall the feedback has been superb, and you know, we couldn't have asked for any better. Really. Yeah, it's great, great getting to listen to the tracks as well. You know, um, like Keys, we absolutely loved Keys' our first single, but. Um, Glory people's where we really wanted to start pushing things because you know it's one of our favourites. I think it's been gossiping on for when we were right here about <laughs> seven eight years ago. Yeah, a long, a long time. Long before <laughs> I joined. So well, I agree definitely with um 
with what you've said so far about the reaction, I think it's been um, it's been pretty incredible, to be fair. And I think that's that's great to see. And obviously, uh, as you say, key, Keys to the Kingdom is obviously a great song, but it's just nice to see that it's... How can I put this about this sounding bad, really? But it's, it's like another step up, if, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Keys was, was rubbish or anything, but, you know, yeah. it's, just, it's good to see the band continuing yeah. to develop, if that... Hopefully that's come across okay. Yeah, we kind of feel now after, you know, off the back of Keys of the Kingdom, and then we've released this song now. It's sort of like we're starting to build that momentum and sort of like, you know, this is what we're about. This is, you know, this is the one, this is that song, this is this song, and sort of, you know, kind of like showing where we, you know, where we want to go. Um, you know, obviously, the sound that we've got. When we go into our you know second album, which is you know we've we've written loads of songs that already anyway, um, you know we want to keep progressing the song and just keep getting better as a band and you know and and what we are putting out there. Yeah, sure. So probably this is quite a prize to sort of not just Glory People, but for the for the other songs as well that you've uh, released uh, to date so far. So what's like the writing process like? Is it do you all contribute like at the very beginning or does someone just go right? I've written this song. This is how it's going to sound. How 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 does it work? Well, for for this album and the songs of this album, it was pretty much I write the song on an acoustic guitar, um, and then take it into practice, and then Chris would do some crazy stuff on the drums and make it sound great. And the structures up from there. Yeah, and then you know Ben would he comes in with his lead parts, and then obviously we got Stan now who's um, who's coming in with a a different groove to what we've had in the past. So um, when we went into the studio to record Glory People, we thought it was going to sound a certain way. And then because Sten was, he was pretty much new to the band as we went into the studio, um, the song ended up, you know, changing quite a bit to like the original demo and the original recording we've done. Yeah, yeah. so it's the same process with Love Burns. We look how much that changed compared to what we first had. Yeah. Do you quite do you quite like enjoy being able to sort of make the changes or the, like does does that upset you, Craig, at all in any way that you had this idea <laughs> and someone oh, come along with a it. with a completely different solo or drum beat yeah. or, or whatever? And how do you two feel about that as well? <laughs> I think it's more of a, we trust each other enough so that uh, you know Craig will come in and he'll say this is my idea for a song and he just leaves up the rest of us. He trusts us enough to think. You know, this is a drum beat I want to put on a song. I'll do it. You like it? I'm locking with me and then fingers to do his soul stuff over the top. Pretty much. Yeah. I think sometimes you write the song and then you think, right, this is this is how it's going to go. This is how it's going to sound. I've got it in my head. And then you take it into practice and then... That's free you know, they'll, do, they'll do something different. It's sort of like changing into something completely different to what it was originally. Um, like we were writing one song, like um, Stan just said, then um, "Love Burns" is on on the on the album, and it sounds like a hundred percent different to what we went into the studio to record to what it actually came out as. So <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I'm, de- I'm, de- I'm definitely a little bit pressure sometimes, but overall, like Chris said, you know, we've got um, you know trust and respect in each other that you know we try to make the song as good as possible. So you know, we're all on the same on the same page. Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, obviously, uh, Glory People was recorded at, at Kings Road Studio, wasn't it? Where obviously you've mentioned uh, yeah. your forthcoming album, uh, Embrace the Chaos, was most of that was recorded there as well, I believe. So, um, 
can you sort of you've kind of touched on it a little bit there but what was the recording process like for the glory people and obviously for keys and 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 the love burns that you've just mentioned as well and spe- and specifically on um uh, glory <coughs> people uh, how did um asha jane ended up on end up on the track Absolute chaos on it. Uh, it's just kind of rolled it up. Okay, so go, going in with the idea, we'd start like laying it down, and then one minute either Sanders, the, the engineer, or one of us will go, Shall we try something like this? Do it. It'd be a completely yeah, different I've got song. An idea. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think Sanders um, should take a lot of credit. I mean, uh, he did he, change he's a lot. the best out of us. Um, yeah. he, gave us his own, he gave us a couple of his own ideas. You know, he's, he's a pretty seasoned block in our yeah. aspect. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he just helped us really craft a song that there's something we really happy with. Yeah, he did suggest Asher as well, didn't he? Yeah, I think I think with um with Asher, we you sort of like recorded the song, and in my head, I'd, I'd just been I'd been obviously as you go into the studio, just listening to the songs, making sure you know the songs inside out, and I just in my head, I could just hear like a female backing voice on over the over the final chorus, and then you know you you then you think back to like what kind of songs have got that. And um, the one that just that, that sprung up was um, Roman Stone's "Give Me Shelter," um, and then I just, I just, you know, I just felt that if we, if we had a, you know, like a soulful, you know, strong voice over the top of of, of my um, vocals, then I would sound like re- really good. Um, so um, Sanders, our producer, who had um, recently worked with her um, and an, and another artist on something else, um, he said. So I I said the idea to him. He then said, oh, I, I know someone who would uh, probably fit that bill who would probably come down and help us out. So I give her a ring, she come down. Um, the first couple of minutes, she started singing. And then within about half an hour, me and Sam just looking at each other in awe, thinking, Smash it. you know, wow. She did a brilliant job. Yeah, well, uh, echo that totally, Sten. Um, it has, it's, it's, it sounds fantastic. And I'd especially... Sort of round about that mid, like the middle, uh, sort of the track where it's almost where you're, Craig, where you're almost chanting with the vocal. And as you say, that soulful, uh, sorry, soulful voice just just comes in, just yeah. sort of like a hint, if that makes sense as well. Not it's not too overpowering, and but you yeah, know, well, it's there type thing, you know. Like build up. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we thought definitely. about you know putting it from the start and like maybe like making more of the fact that she's got a fantastic voice. So you know, do we make a little bit more of it? But then we just. You know, we, we decided on the fact that that last bit, once that drops down in that middle of it, like before it comes, yeah, before it comes back to that, you know, that last final um, chorus, but that's where she should come in and just, you know, it takes that song just up and up a notch, you know, just to finish it off. Yeah, sure. So, obviously, where we've been in like the lockdown stuff of now that we've sort of obviously, I know in Wales, obviously, I saw um, we mentioned earlier on with the stereophonics, I've had to cancel or sorry postpone uh, a couple of the gigs um which i will always call the millennium stadium not the oh no the, uh, the prince of us and it's easy for me to say um so have you guys been actually been able to to do any gigs like at all like in the last i don't know sort of six months or or so or yeah we did we've done one one, one gig right oh okay um, right we it is a you know a very small venue um you know we it was we packed it out it was a really good night. It was a, it was a really good gig. Um, but I said, you do a gig. You want to do another gig, you want to do another gig. But I, I still think it's pretty slow going as well. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot of bands who were booked in last year. You know, the, the, uh, the a lot venues. Of backlog. Yeah. yeah, but a lot of backlog. You know, sure. The venues are still coming. Um, so uh, 
just kind of wading through that moment. I think next year everyone will be on better footing. So as a band, do you then prefer being in the studio like and, and hearing, you know, how you were saying before about someone might come up with a different idea for, for you know, a guitar solo or like the, 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 uh, the drums, or do you actually prefer being, uh, you know, playing live? How does, what's, what is there a preference within the band? Would you say that you're more of a live band or would you say that you're like a studio band? What would you? Definitely, definitely live. I'm stuck as half and half. I, I love the being on stage, but it's nice just being and going, hang on, let's, let's change this. Hang on, let's do that. And then if we have a bad run, we haven't got to worry about sounding bad to everybody else. Of course, that's a bit of process, but it's nice to let loose out yeah, yeah. I think um, like when we recorded the album, we did like half the, half the album during like a lockdown reprieve. And then we didn't do like the second half until like about a year later. So I think when, when I first went in, like me personally, I was like quite green about being in a, in a recording studio. Um, like Chris and Stan have had, you know, experience in a past. But when I went in, um, I loved it, loved being in the studio, like loved like making the changes and like, oh, I've got an idea, why don't we try this and we try that. So by the time we went back in, um, probably like, nine ten months later mm. i think i think like as a band we, we kind of knew what we wanted we knew we, we, what we were doing and um the producer we used we, you know we, we got to know him quite well um i think that in a way the fact that we couldn't do every song back to back to back and we have to have that gap in between i think it, ma- it makes the album that much better and it makes the songs you know that much better as well so the song that also you can hear the progression in our own journey yeah. In the space yeah. of that year, you know, we're locked down and I think a bit of angst as well, you know, being, being locked away for a year and and both times in the studio, it was like 30 degree heat both yeah. times. So it was very, just, very hot. Yeah, pressure and all yeah. the sweating, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, you... Takes, don't make, don't wear hairspray to the studio because it'll just run straight <laughs> off. <laughs> we're never, yes, I'm never doing that I'll, again. I'll take your word for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, if, so obviously you've just said that you, you you recorded one half of it like last year, and now sort of the other half in the summer. So you said that you was a little bit green before, but you feel now that you sound a little bit you sort of sound better compared to this time last year. So have you gone back and re-recorded any of the any of the songs, or are you just like, no, that that's what we've got, that's what we're going yeah. for? Yeah, yeah, we just, we just stuck with what we got. We um we we recorded Glory People um. Oh, but we're two, the sun, yeah, um, we, we record that in the practice room. So we record that um, probably two years ago, like December 2019. Um, yeah, so we, we record that just in the, in the studio with you know a couple of mics. So we, it was always our plan to go back and record Glory People because obviously we knew how good the song was, but we also knew how good it could be, especially mm-hmm. um, having spent that time in the, in the studio with the, the first couple of songs. Um, when we were going back in, originally we weren't going to do it again, but then because we'd, you know, improved as, you know, being in the studio, yeah. um, you know, it had to be done again. And, and thankfully we did it again. And then that's how it's turned out. How it's turned out. I yeah. think I did push to get it re-recorded as well, didn't I? Because I felt that could have a lot, there was a lot more potential to it than what was originally recorded. Yeah. Yeah. And my baseline makes it a completely different song. It wouldn't have fit with the original <laughs> at all. No. Like Craig said, I'm, I'm everything he brings in. I'll put a bass to it, and he's like, "This isn't what I wanted. This isn't how it sounds. <laughs> it's just a completely different song altogether." 
Yeah. I like to be all. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So obviously you guys, um, you've just signed a management deal with, with Moonman Music PR. So what's it been like uh, so far sort of having, having their backing, backing with you? Busy. <laughs> yeah. Like under miles. It has, it has been nonstop, yeah. to be fair, and they are doing wonders for us. Yeah, yeah she's um, like Beck is uh, taking on a management role as well as PR. And um, I think we were trying to do everything ourselves, trying to like promote ourselves and yeah. everything else comes with that. Um, so she's come in and obviously she's got a contacts um, and she's putting us into different places and getting us on, on the radio. Um, so I think, so, you know, we've only been with her for... So far, it's going great, and she's got loads of ideas for us. And so, yeah, it's just it's all positives. Yeah. Great stuff. Well, it's good, it's good to hear. And um, and obviously, I can only imagine what it must be doing this. What it must be like trying to promote the new music or trying to book gigs as as well. It must book your recording studio time as well. It must must be quite nice actually to sort of not lose total control of, of a certain element, but just to sort of almost, you know, have someone else sort of being in charge. It's a relief, especially yeah. if you. Well, like, I, I, I got on to her. You put me on to her when, um, you know, we, we were we were chatting back and forth, and then you, you yeah. put me on to her. So I contacted her, um, you know, sent, sent all the music and stuff through. And it's, it's sort of like, uh, I, can, I, can, I can sit back and, you know, focus on other things rather than I'm the... You know, go searching for gigs, go searching for you know people to promote the music and write the reviews and all that sort of thing. So, you know, big thanks for you for putting us onto it, and you know, so far it's uh, it's working out really well. Good, that's that's a relief. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, obviously, as you guys know, um, here at this is the music, we've also been championing championing your music uh, since the very beginning, which obviously included, uh, as you very kindly mentioned earlier. Uh, us playing Keys to the Kingdom um, on our Rise of the Indie Artist show on uh, Away Day Radio, um, which I understand was actually, which I find this mind-boggling personally, but I understand that was your first ever um, radio play. So what was the feeling like um, hearing your music on the radio um, for the first time? Um, and what did you do to, I guess, to celebrate, I suppose? I don't know. So we all really. Yeah, it was like... Uh... It's like that Christmas morning feeling when you're a kid and then you're yeah. like, well, what's going on? Look at all these presents. <laughs> I think the first thing they said was we better buy Craig a bigger hat because it's not going to fit in anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but it was like, I, I, sent the, I sent the link to, uh, you know, all my friends and my family. He's like, like, get on that, make yeah. sure you listen to that. Um, and then, yeah, as soon as it comes on and, and then, you know, when, when, you, when you hear other people talk about your music, um, you obviously we are confident in the music we make and when you and other people are saying good stuff by your music as well it's like it's when you've been yeah. hearing it yeah rather than just like reading it on a screen or, read, or reading it when you've been hearing people yeah. talking about it I think I made a big impact in it and I yeah I, I definitely had to be at the celebrate <laughs> and uh, what about what about you two Chris Steve what was Steve what was you what was your approach yeah, pretty much, pretty much the same thing. I mean, it's, it is, it's so nice to hear somebody talking about your music. You know, it's like Craig says, every, everyone can, you know, type the odd review here and everything, and it's, it's great. Like, you know, some of the ones we've had done are really, really nice, but to hear it with your own ears and, you know, some really, you hear the passion in their voice of how much they like that song, it just means the world. But 
Sure, and and, and obviously, because uh, you've also, have I got this right, you've also been played in, in Australia as well, haven't you now? So, I mean, when yeah. when the band started, I mean, did you ever imagine that, that you'd be like being, being beamed all around the world type thing? Well, well, it's nice to be played in South Wales and New South Wales. Fucking nice. Yeah, I'm all in South Wales. Oh, sorry. I thought we uh, the connection there momentarily went down, so I didn't hear the the last bit of that. Blame the Welsh weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, embrace the chaos is obviously your title of your debut album, um, and I believe it's going to be out sort of March, uh, twenty twenty two. Um, so for people that that maybe haven't heard you before or just getting in, or just getting into the band, um, what what can they expect? Well, uh, most of the songs are, you know, fast, direct, rock and roll. Um, there's quite a bit of punkiness in there. Um, a bit funky on some parts as well. Yeah, I think, like, like I said, because when we went back in that second time, we had a bit more of an understanding of, you know, how to use a studio rather than going in and think, right, you're going you're gonna to record it like this and that's how it's going to sound. Um, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit more adventurous than the, the first couple of songs. Like the first song we recorded was... Um, fall into the sun, and that's just a straightforward bang bang. Yeah, yeah loud yeah. guitars, yeah. loud drums. Um, but as we as we like developed into that into the studio time, I think um, a lot of the soft ones on it. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of nice acoustic ones on it that are a bit a bit more emotional and a bit more you know heartfelt. So I think is a is a it's got mixed for everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit for everyone. So you know you might like the song on the mark, and then you know you could have you miss his thinking, oh, I like this one as well. So you've got to, you've got to check a couple on for the girls, you know, so yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> so um, which sort of bands or maybe artists have, have influenced you the most, would you say, like, for, 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 all, for all three of you? Uh, anything from, like, uh, Nirvana, my first big thing growing up, and then all the way through stuff like Stone Roses, things like that. Um, Anything with a good groove, you know, being a drummer, is, I like the feel of the song, you know, the yep. pulse of the song. Anything with a good beat, I love. Yeah. Hold up a sign saying your influence, Craig. Craig, <laughs> 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 like, like, you listen to any of the songs I write, this, uh, you know, Britpop and, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Obviously, being a, being a teenager in the 90s, you know, you couldn't escape our music and anything that had drums and guitars, um, I was into and, you know, later stuff. You just, you just want... Um, songs that are, you know, positive and upbeat and, and happy. Like, you know, I, lo I love The Enemy when they were going. Obviously, they're coming mm -hmm. back um, yeah. next year as well. So, um, Kasabian, you know, just songs that... I went, I went to watch Kasabian the other, the other, um, last month, I think it was, in Cardiff Uni. And it's just... They're almost like a dance band as well, aren't they? And they've, yeah, they've got that, yeah. And they've, and they've got, you know, they've got that, you know, the beat and the rhythm that goes through it. So, you know, as, as, much, as, as much as my influence is, is like Britpop, um, and all that stuff. You also don't want to just be pigeonholed of like just thinking, oh, I'm just gonna, I just want to sound like that. But you want to like sort of like move with the times and sort of you know find your own way. Like what did, um, the band the music, you know, yeah. they, they were a they were a, a big a big band for me because they they were like you know quite similar to Sabian in, in where they had you know fast upbeat drums, sort of like a sort of like dance tracks really, but with a with a bit of rock and roll. So I think. <laughs> um, so I think as we progress as a band, 
I think that's probably a route that, you know, maybe we'd like to explore a bit more rather than just, you know, sticking to what, what we've done with, you know, guitars and drums and, you know, just... More electronic art. Like yeah, and just, and just, yeah. just see how, how it develops. And, uh, uh, Steve, you just mentioned there that one of the songs has got a bit of a, bit of a funk vibe on it. Is, is, is that influenced you personally or...? Uh, well, I, I come into the whole rock music thing sort of late. I, I grew up typical nineties teenager steps, S Club Seven, Abba, and all that nonsense. <laughs> so I only I only really found rock music shortly after my mum passed. I mean, she was a massive Elvis fan, but back then, oh, oh this is old music. I don't like this. Put S Club Seven on. But I, I started with that's, that's what his haircut's all about. Do you look? Do you want to look like <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I started with Guns N' Roses and Love Green Day's only part It's just sort of gone from there. M most of my influence comes from I think it's like a bit of Duff from Guns N' Roses, a bit of Green Day, Muse, Fonatelli's, very early Phonics, all the Stuart Cable era type stuff. Yeah. The, uh, the funk, but I wouldn't really know where the funk side comes from. Probably a mix of Muse and the Zootons. Zootons. Oh, I, I, take, yeah. I take bits of everything and just mould it into my own. Yeah. I think. I think the best thing. We, we've all got, you know, with, with Ben as well, we've all got, you know, a, quite a wide range of influences, one influencer. So I might be coming in with a brick pop, with a brick pop slant and then thinking, oh, it's going to sound like that. And then, you know, we'll do a drum beat and think, well, that doesn't sound like that. And then he'll come in with his space. So you might be coming in in one avenue and then it completely yeah. changes. Um, so I, I think, well, we hope that that comes through um, in the album and all the songs we recorded on it. I think it does. Yeah, oh, well, from what, certainly from what I've heard so far, you can you can sort of hear all them influences that you that you've just mentioned there. So, is from them bands that you've mentioned, is there any particular album um, that maybe influenced you, either personally growing up, um, and pre preferably not S Club Seven? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's me up with the interview. I think like. Can you remember? Um, was it the Britannia Music Club? Remember that when you used to like yeah. send you like leaflets and then yeah. you'd fill it in and send it off? I can remember um, my brother was always into like crazy dance music. Um, and, I, and then this leaflet came to my door one day and I was looking through it. So um, my next door neighbor had had obviously Morning Glory when it came out in well, 95. Yeah. So I was looking through and then I see another Oasis album, definitely maybe. And I thought, well, I, I never even heard of this. Um, so then I, I got that. I didn't pay for it. I sent it off. It got sent to my house. My parents then had to pay for it, or they had to spend even more money than what the, the album cost. Um, and then I, I got the Benz from um, Radiohead. Yeah, Radiohead. Yeah. Um, so I, I used I used that Britannia Music Club to fleece my parents out of lots of money to buy all all these albums. Um, <laughs> And then, so from there, my brother was like into dance. I thought, right, I can't listen to that crap. I need to, <laughs> you know, I need to start listening to pop music. And then from there, then you just, you know, you think, all oh, right, what's this sound like? And, you know, you sort of like start listening to other stuff. And I think yeah. like, um, like for me, I was, uh, I would say it came out about 2000, Ben in the Park. And I was, me, me and my mates were obsessed with the album. But um, I bet my mother go down Pond Market and get me a Lincoln Park hoodie to wear, like, you know, want to be a bit of a marsh or whatever. And she come back with a, a Nirvana hoodie. And I was like, who's Nirvana? And my dad bought me Nevermind. And as soon as the drums kicked in for Teen Spirits, that was it to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's well, I, understandable. 
<laughs> my one's a very weird one. It, probably Songs from the Death by Queens of the Stone Age. Because you've got, I'd say it's sort of when Nick Oliveri started going off the rails with his, his habits we won't discuss. Um, <laughs> but it's a lot of like half of his bass lines, half of them are very plain and simple. Then you suddenly you go into a song like quick and to the point, he's screaming down the mic when they're doing the vocals and the bass is just going proper dun 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 punky bass. So it's like a mix of everything on that album. And, well, I, I try to play everything to make it a mix rather than just one set genre for the whole thing. Like, yeah, sure. I all each of them influences there, and and the albums are, uh, well, certainly impacted on me personally. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of a lot of people that are listening to this will will have um, you know fairly similar um, stories and, and 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 albums that they've listened to as well. So obviously. Uh, live music is is finally re-emerging, um, which is which is great. Although it doesn't sound too great for you guys at the minute down in Wales, obviously we touched on earlier. Um, but are there any like particular venues that you'd like to play? Either you know, like the small sort of like sweaty club, or you know, like the big you know arenas or or stadiums or anything like that, or even a festival. Do we really want to say the Millennium Stadium was that a bit too big for us? <laughs> <laughs> the you? album perfect for the size though. Anthem size rock, yeah, stadium size. Yeah, I think I think like initially in Cardiff is you know there's, there's a couple of good clubs in Cardiff like Club uh, Eva Bach and yeah. you know, the Moon Club Live Lounge. So you know there's there's some decent um, venues in Cardiff that you know that we want to play first. Um, you know, but like but like you said, like 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 Stan said, you know you've got to got to aim big and you've got to you know got to have yeah. that ambition to want to want to be the best so you know like, anywhere that gets us yeah. you know mm-hmm. if anyone really just wants to come along and watch you and just get into it i said i'll play we'll play anywhere and while you were fine hey i absolutely love that answer especially there chris if people are going to come we'll play anywhere you're not you're not bothered and i think as, as as has been said the the the, old, the songs um they would easily fill out stadiums arenas in in my opinion you've got the you've definitely got the sound there um to sort of do it so what can fans expect uh from you guys in 2022 three paracetamol for every gig we play (laughs) (laughs) there'll be a lot of headaches in the morning (laughs) yeah well i'm hope well we're all hoping that it's going to be um you know really busy you know, obviously, it started off well with Beck and uh, Moon Man Music PR. So, um, you know, she's got us on the right road of, you know, where we need to be and who we need to be in contact with and all that sort of thing. I think, obviously, the album's going to be um, released probably, in, looking probably in March. Um, and then... Oh, a couple of tour dates. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a couple yeah. of tour dates. And, you know, and then, you know, like, like, like we said earlier on, that... You know, we've already got, you know, quite a few songs that we've recorded. Um, so definitely at some point next year, going back into the studio and... Even, and if, even if it's just on. a couple of singles at the minute, isn't it? Yeah. No. So if you were um, to form a super group um, of artists um, oh. from, from, from the past or even present, who would who would you pick? And we'll limit it to, for, for, to four people in the band so that it, it mirrors mirrors yourselves. Oh, here well, we go. I'm definitely going to say for Ben. Johnny okay, yeah. Johnny Mai. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny he's, he's been banging to the Smiths the last yeah. couple of weeks. Um, he, likes, he likes to have a you know, little beverage and listen to the Smiths the last couple of weeks. So, um, you know, so he'd be, he wouldn't be a bad 
guitarist. Yeah, rather, yeah like, not bad. But, not bad lead guitarist. Not bad. <laughs> and, uh, I think I definitely put Remy on the drums. You know. Yeah. Just, yeah I think he's quite underrated, actually. Massively so, I think. Yeah, you know, he's all that lovely dance and his groove is mm. just incredible. Yeah, agreed. Take all Right, well, I think of someone. Right, I'd say, I, I'd just been, like, early on today, I watched the first part of the, the Beatles documentary on yeah. the Disney Channel. Yeah. So I'd say, John Lennon's voice. Like, I think, I think you don't realise how good of a rock and roll voice that he's got. Yeah. So I think, I know, I chuck him up front. Yeah. Like, they, they, like, obviously the Beatles are great, mate, but, you know, when you, I don't know if you've watched any of that. Not yet, you you, you just you don't realise how good of a voice and how good of a rock and roll voice he's got. So I tried to, like, he'd be my pick for the for the front man. Yeah. I'd probably have to chuck Barry Fratelli from the Fratellis. A lot yeah. of funky stuff, a lot of jazzy type runs, but also straight to the point. And he's a back vocalist, so that, that's sorted. <laughs> I love that answer. So um, <laughs> obviously a couple of weeks away from Christmas. Would you guys ever consider releasing a cover of a Christmas song? Oh, uh, no. yes. You are Christmas. I can tell you that, right? If, if, I have got five Christmas songs ready to go. So, uh, okay. Oh, I was just doing the acoustic. Yeah, well, so <laughs> these two obviously don't want no money because they are going to be multi million sellers. And I, I heard. Um, what's his name? Ed Sheeran's Ed Sheeran and Ed, Elton John's Christmas song this morning. It's absolutely dire. They've just they've just put this is Christmas or Christmas time at the end. So yeah. I've got five Christmas songs, um, and they are all absolute worldies. And I'm not putting <laughs> my name on any of them. <laughs> okay, so there you go. So you've heard it here first. Maybe this time next year we'll be sitting back down and we'll be chatting about your first first Christmas this was album. Album. I'm, not, I'm not even I'm not even ashamed of it either I absolutely love it like last last year I put a post out saying like all all like the big top artists have released Christmas songs so you know Paul McCartney has John Lennon has um, George Michael bloody you know everyone basically so and they all make some decent money out of it. So, you know, it's, uh, they, they don't be skint, and I'll have loads of money, so. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, love it. I'm just, I'm just loving your reaction as well to this, just shaking your head in <laughs> like, disappointment. I want nothing to do with this. I'm not playing Jingle Bells. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe you'll have to put an advert in for one song only. We need bass, yeah. bass player needed. I have to, I have to go solo off my Christmas album. Yeah. <laughs> ben, might, ben might be here this time. Maybe he'll do a review. Yeah. Ben will be here next time we see yeah. Mark. There we go. Lovely. So, lads, unfortunately, that is the end of the podcast. Um, it's great, finally, to actually put some faces to, the, to each individual name. Um, rather than it's just chatting over Instagram, Twitter, etc. Um, and thank, thank you. And um, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've, I've really enjoyed. It. It's been a really good laugh. Um, and all I can really say is I wish you all the best of the luck in the world. Um, as I, tr I do truly believe that you've got what you need to get on to get out of the sort of the small venues, the beginning process to 
you know, to to play around the, the the country and 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 hopefully further afield as well. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed for you guys, and obviously good luck with the continued success of the new single Glory People, uh, and obviously the album, and hopefully we'll we'll get you back on when when that when that comes out as well. So just before you do go, um, can you tell the listeners uh, what socials you are on uh, and where they can find you? Yeah, so you'll be on. Uh, Twitter and Facebook and it's at Songs of Columbia and then we're on um, Instagram as Columbia with a dot after the after the U before the N and then our website is um, Songs of Columbia as well so Excellent. Thank you very much. And thanks, everyone uh, who is tuned in uh, to the latest This Is The Music Meets podcast. Uh, please hit that subscribe button uh, to get more alerts about forthcoming podcasts, as well as following us across our social media platforms. Chris, Craig, Stain, thanks very much, guys. And as I say, I wish you all the best of luck. Thank you very much. Cheers, Cheers, Cheers.